Today is Thursday, December 8, 2016. It is three weeks and four days since I filed for divorce. And today I received a draft of the temporary orders concerning custody of our two children. I received the draft in email from my attorney. And first, I was very surprised to see the length of it. I mean, I, I can't even remember how many pages it was, maybe 30. It was very long. And so her email said, please read through this. And once you've had a chance to look at it and read through it, let me know if you have questions or if you want to talk by phone or meet to discuss it. So I attempted to read most of it, which was a mistake to do in the middle of the workday. I should have waited, although there's never a good time to read something like this. So I opened the document and I started to read and, you know, the first 10 pages or so, not a big deal. And then on the following pages, there were some things in there that I did not tell my attorney to put in. And in fact, that go against what I had written to her that I wanted to be in there. Now, I know that I've hired legal advice, and I know that she does this every day, and I know that I uh, don't know much about divorce. I don't know anything about divorce, actually. I've never been through it. This is the first time ever in my life. And I'm, I know that she's been hired to protect me, and I know that she's looking out for my interests. I mean, I have to assume those things. But I'll tell you, if I send this over to Mike he's going to reject most of what's in there and then we're going to be fighting and then that's going to cost hundreds of dollars an hour in the back and forth. So Mike and I spent a long time coming up with an agreement between the two of us for uh, our children and it's it's been working fine. We've been separated for three and a half years and I don't think we've had one single disagreement over the children and where they should be and when. We've been very, very careful to make sure that that hasn't happened. First and foremost, we make sure that the children are where they are supposed to be. School, uh, extracurricular functions and activities, birthday parties, events, whatever. We... we make that first and foremost, that the kids never have to miss an event or a place where they're supposed to be. Then we generally have them staying at my house during school days because I live just a couple of miles from the school. And generally, they've been spending most of the summer and holidays out at Mike's, which I've talked about before. And I wrote all of this into an email to my attorney because she said for me to write down the agreement that I wanted and to send it to her. And that's what I did. And it was pretty much the status quo that we've been using the last three years. The um, only thing that was really different, and I alerted Mike that I had requested this, was I requested seven days in the summer 
that the kids would be with me, whether that's consecutive or not. And he said, oh, no problem. That's no big deal at all. Um, and we also agreed that the kids could go back and forth between the houses however they pretty much wanted to. You know, they're old enough where they um, have, they can know what they want to be doing and, and where they want to go. So it's been working fine. It hasn't been a problem. And I'm afraid that this draft of a temporary order for custody is going to cause a big fight where there doesn't need to be a fight. So I'm worried about this. My attorney said, and I'll probably butcher the nice way she articulated it, was that she wrote up this order based on what she thought logistically would be the best thing and what was the most enforceable. But there's things in there that Mike's not going to agree to. And frankly, I don't necessarily want to seek. I don't want to start a fight where there doesn't need to be one. And I'm afraid that's what this document is going to do. So I read through as much of it as I could, and I really became nauseous. I mean, sick, literally like shaky and feeling sick to my stomach. And I had to reread each sentence over and over and over again to try to get it to sink in. And I just didn't like what I saw. And I I read through as much of it as I could. And then I had to close it up and put it away and just say, okay, I've stared at the sun long enough and hard enough for now. I have to close it up. I'll have to come back and look at this again later. Because it's the middle of the work day and I should never have opened that. I, I have a lot of work to do and um, I don't have time to be doing that. But, you know, it's one of those things that you can't resist. You see it and then you have to open it. But I don't really know what to do. And I don't have anyone to talk to about this, really. You know, my best friends are gone. My best friend moved away to Portland. My other friend got married and is gone. And, you know, my own mother is completely unaware that I'm going through any of this. She lives in St. Louis, 900 miles away. She has a lot of problems to deal with. And the last thing I want to do is be another problem for her. She has to deal with my sister who is a terrible heroin addict who is in and out of jail and prison and rehab. And I just am trying to handle this problem on my own by myself, not talking to anyone much really except my iPhone <laughs> uh, and recording these audio blogs, but I don't really know what to do. Do I trust the attorney and let her make these calls and put this language in this custody order and then have Mike be upset by it and then maybe touch off a, a, a war and then back and forth? I mean, I know how our attorneys earn their money through time. But I also still very much want to trust my attorney and know that she is acting in my interest and she wants to button it up so that there's no ambiguous language, there's no wiggle room, there's no gray area for things to be interpreted in different ways. She's trying to really spell it all out and I appreciate that. And I need her to foresee the things that I don't know about or would never know about. But 
what she's done is take a standard visitation agreement, which is first, third, and fifth weekends and holidays on even numbered years and odd numbered years and all these kinds of things that I don't even know what to do with this. I don't, I've never thought about, am I going to see my kids on Christmas on an even numbered year or not? Of course, I'm going to see them every Christmas. I don't care if the year is even or odd. Why, why would I care? Why would my kids care? I don't, I want to see them every single Christmas and every single Easter, Fourth of July and Thanksgiving. What we can't have an agreement that we share them? What, why do we have to have this even numbered and odd numbered year? I don't like this and it's very upsetting. I don't want to take my kids away from Mike during an even numbered year just because it's 2020 or 2016 or whatever. We, we, this is just terrible and I don't, I can't read it or think about it again today or I'll just go crazy. I just, it's very upsetting and I guess what I need to do is just look at these things in small doses and try to work through it. I don't know. I'm tempted to call Mike and say, look, let's sit down and let's look at this and figure out what's going to work for us and what's not. Like, I know he's going to disagree with much of what's in there and, and that's okay. I would too, if I was him, I want this to be equal and I want it to be fair. I want my kids to be with their dad and I want them to be with me and he needs to let me and I need to let him. We don't, we don't need to fight about this. But then I don't know if my attorney would advise me to sit down with Mike and go through all of this, but wouldn't it be better for Mike and I to go through it together and to look at it and figure out where the points of contention are rather than let our attorneys figure that out? Because my attorney is $300 an hour. I don't know what his attorney is, and I don't need these attorneys to figure out what's best for my kids. Yes, I need my attorney to help me protect my rights as a parent, but I don't feel like my rights as a parent are in jeopardy. I don't feel like Mike is trying to take those away from me. So I don't really know what to do. I'm going to leave it for now and not look at it again. I have a lot of work to do today, and I have to pick up my son from school in an hour and a half and get him and two other kids to the barn and deal with that. And I'm going to be out of town this weekend and um, I'm excited about that, but I also don't really feel like being away from my kids. You know, I've got my daughter's departure for college on the horizon, and I, I really, I don't want to be away from her right now. I feel like I'm counting down the days. I feel like days are just slipping off of the calendar, just blowing off the calendar one day at a time, and she's going to be leaving for Texas A&M at the end of this coming summer and I, I just want more time with her and already she's so busy you know and I have to move mountains to get both kids at the dinner table and quiet time together and you know I know this would be hard even if Mike were married Mike and I were married and we were still together it would still be very hard facing her flying away from the nest and I've talked to other friends who have had kids who have left and it's you go through a depression so I realize that these feelings are normal it's okay and I I need to feel them I know 
I need to let myself feel that. But staring down this legal document, it's really sickening. It, I'll tell you, you really got to have some, a strong stomach for divorce. <laughs>